Okertov. This yours for the Rufuash Lema of Devorah Bat Rivka and Leilu Nishmat Matitya Ben Israel. Um, if you're listening to the shiur and you have not listened to yesterday's shiur, please stop what you're doing and go back and listen to yesterday's shiur because yesterday's shiur was a fundamental class, one of the very important classes that I think it's important, at least even if you disagree with her conclusions, at least to explore these ideas in depth. What is Abu Dazara? Um, one thing that I didn't mention is and something that came up before is that we discussed in the past how whenever we, um, the, the, these, these sigulot that people do, like the red string and all of these things that people get, you know, especially when they go to Israel, people, there, there are a lot of people who try to sell them on these different items. Those could also be, I mean, they fall into the rubric. They fall into that exact category of being a form of Abu Dazara. Because at the end of the day, what are you doing? You're saying, I'm going to do something that God did not command me in the hopes that this is going to twist God's arm into doing what I want. Now, is that true service of God? Or is that really service of yourself? It's, it's service of yourself, okay? So that would be the problem there. In terms of the Haftarot for this week, so the Parshot are Vayakel Pekudeh, long Torah reading, uh, long and difficult it's very, very, uh, it mimics parasha Turumat Etzabeh, but in this week's parasha, instead of instructing Moshe on the mountain to build a Mishkan, Bnei Israel actually do it. They build a Mishkan. And this is how we close Sefer Shemot. So the goals for this week, um, the Haftarot are all interesting. The Haftarot are actually, there are three Haftarot for this week, because we also have Parashat Chodesh. Okay, so on top of we missed the para, <laughs> we missed we missed haftarah for the para, um, and we're not going to do the haftarah for achodesh, because again I'm I'm doing the haftarot for the sake of the study of the parasha, yeah. so we understand the parashiot better, or at least that we have more insight into the parasha. But we have a choice between the haftarah by Akel and Pekudeh, and also we have a choice between the Ashkenazi haftarah and the Sfaradi haftarah. And believe it or not, we're going to do the haftarah. Of the Ashkenazim on Parashat Pekudeh. And the reason is because uh, they are Haftarah. So all of the Haftarot are, are coming from Sefer Melachim. They're coming from uh, the, the seventh and eighth chapters of Sefer Melachim, which is the construction of the Bet Mikdash by Shalomo, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense. You know, you don't even need to, we, we don't have to look for any connection to our parasha because the whole thing is pretty much. Mimicking our parasha. However, the reason I want to do the Ashkenazi one is because at the the Sfaradim they only read the parts in in Melachim that are that describe the construction of the Beit Hamikdash, and frankly, those parts are pretty hard to understand because it's describing architectural items from two thousand five hundred years ago. Plus, it's describing them in words without any imagery, without any pictures. So it's very hard to get an understanding of what's going on in the Mikdash. However, when you get to the, par- the Haftarah of Parashat Pekudeh, it is actually the conclusion of the construction of the, of the Beit HaMikdash and the Biracha that Shalomo gives to the people. And I think it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing. Also, by the way, this is the last two parashiyot of Sefer Shemot. So uh, incredibly, we are about to finish the book of Shemot. 
So I'm going to need to give a class summarizing what we've learned in Sefer Shemot. I'm going to have to give a class summarizing what we've learned in Sefer Shemot, uh, which we did for Sefer Bereshit also. Which is beautiful. It's hard to do. I spent a lot of time giving, I spent a lot of time preparing a 25 You're a super rabbi. No, no. You're a super rabbi. Okay. for the Ashkenazim. Perek Zayin, seventh chapter of Melachim, of the book of Melachim. Pasuk 51. And all of the work that Shlomo did in the house of God was completed. And Shlomo brought in the 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 things with his, with his father had dedicated the silver, the gold, the he vessels. He said, yeah, he's not sanctified. Uh, and put them in the treasuries of the house of Hashem. So Shalomo brings all the money and he puts it into the into the storehouse of the Beit Hamikdash after completing the Beit Hamikdash. Pasuk Perekhet, eighth chapter of Melachim Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. As Yakel Shalomo Azigne Israel, then Shalomo gathered the elders of Israel, Vekol Rasheh Matot, and all of the heads of the tribes, Nisieha Avot Livne Israel. The leaders of the tribes for Bnei Israel, Elamelach Shlomo Yerushalayim, to himself, to the king Shlomo to Yerushalayim, lehaalot et Aron berit Adonai miayir tavir hitzion, to bring uh, the Aron of God from the house of David, which is Sion. I don't really know what that, what that, which is Sion. The name was originally applied to the Temple Hill and the city generally. This is Yerushalayim. No, the way the Pasuk sounds, it sounds like it's applying Tzion to Ir David. Which Ir David is a small area within Yerushalayim. Yes, where they, where the, there is also, David has been, uh, there is the... I don't know, I don't know the, the, the history there. But, uh, but... Um, it's David's tower and there is his... Uh, I, I don't know, uh, there's also that water tunnel that was from the time of the... That's where they put his... Uh, Okay, I, I, I'm not okay. so well, well, uh, well versed in these things, especially right now. Okay, Pasuk 2. And they gathered to the King Shlomo, all the men of Israel, all the people of Israel, in the month of Etanim, which was during the holiday of Sukkot. That is the seventh month. Now, Sukkot is, is an extremely important holiday. Sukkot is always a holiday. Sukkot represents the biggest of the three, uh, the three uh, regalim. Represents the biggest. Interesting, because we all think that Pesach is the most. We think Pesach is the most. <laughs> but the way the Torah structured it, Pesach begins the series. And the series concludes. And it, it like, uh, the, the crescendo ends on, Sukkot, on, Sukkot, on, Sukkot. on Sukkot. And, and if you look in Tanakh, Anytime there was a momentous time when they would they would celebrate it, it was Sukkot. Sukkot. There was another time we studied Sukkot. We, we kept Sukkot, which was in the book of Nehemiah, I believe. When the Jews came back, they didn't know. I think it's the book of Nehemiah. It's either the book of Nehemiah or it's when Yoshia found the Sefer Torah. But I think it's the book of Nehemiah. Where uh, Ezra goes, Nehemiah brings all the people back, brings a lot of people back from Israel. And Ezra is there reading the Torah. And as all reads, and the people here at, there's a holiday called Sukkot. 
So they go and they start and they keep the holiday of Sukkot. Start the celebration. All right, they start the celebration. Okay. So anytime there's like a momentous thing in Tanakh, it's always Sukkot. It's not Pesach. It's an interesting it's thing. Even when Mashiach comes, it's going to be Sukkot. Yes, because Sukkot is like the end of the cycle. You know, all the holidays build up to Sukkot. And if it makes sense also in their order. Pesach, we get out of Egypt. Shavuot, we receive the Torah. And what does Sukkot represent? Going into the land. Sukkot represents going into the land of Israel, which is why we bring fruits. Because you're trying to thank God for the fruits of the land. Okay? Sukkot only makes sense as a holiday when we are settled in, in Eretz Israel, Because Sukkot is the holiday of, of the, the, the final fruit harvest. You know? Okay. Uh, let's see. Pasuk 3. All the elders of Israel came and the Kohanim carried the Aaron. And they brought the Aron of Hashem and the, and the Ohel Moed, the tent of meeting, and all of the vessels that were in the holy, uh, that were in the tent, and they brought them, the Kohanim and the Levim. The King Shilomo and all the people of Israel that were gathered around him before the Aron were during this process were doing korbanot tsonu bakar they were slaughtering uh, as as offerings sheep and cattle ashaloi safiru veloi manu merav merova that you could not count and could not yeah <laughs> the real feast and that you could not count to, to how many they were doing pasuk six vayaviu akohanim and the Kohanim brought the Aaron of the covenant with Hashem to its place, to the abode of the house, to the Kodesh HaKodashim, under the wings of the Kiruvim. So this should be confusing because I thought the Kiruvim... Where? So in the Beit HaMikdash, from what I remember, I don't remember detail and I, didn't, I did not do my homework, but... but from what I remember, in the Beit Hamikdash, there were Kiruvim that were actually built into the Kodesh Kodashim. Oh. Meaning they, had, they set up very, very large Kiruvim on the two edges of the Kodesh Kodashim, and they would overhang over the Aron. That's what I, from what I remember when and I even on the Aron, they had also two, two Kiruvim that were... Must be, because that was, that was part of the Aron. It was this feast because when they had to move, the, the Ark was very dangerous. Okay. Oh, uh, you think this feast was out of line? No, because I think you know it have to be very because David Amelech also when he wanted to move the the, the, yeah. the to bring it to Jerusalem. Yeah, when they, they lost it he, during the time very, of Eli, they, they lost. Were very their very own. careful. They, had, they were singing and they were doing a lot of things before. Correct. Eli. And then somebody died also. Yeah. In the process. So this moving, it's moving of the ark is very. You're saying you're saying they're they're making sure they don't make the same mistake yeah, that they made when yeah, they were taking yeah, it back from the Pelishtim. Yes, agreed. Pasuk six, uh, Pasuk seven. Ki akiruvim porosim kenafaim el makom haaron vayasoku akiruvim akiruvim al haaron veal badav milmala. For the kiruvim, they would spread their wings over the place of the aron, and they covered the kiruvim over the aron and over the staves from on top. And the, the staves of the Aaron were long, so they would, the, what, what, how it used to happen, you remember that there was a parochet yes. in front of the Kodesh Kodeshim? So assuming that there was a parochet also in the Bit of Mikdash of some sort, the, 
Aaron is sitting there. No, no, yeah, but this is talking about this. They had the Aaron was sitting there, and you have the poles are are, are on the Aaron that hold you you use to hold the Aaron. You don't take those out; those stay in at all times. And then they those poles they would they would they were so long that they would push the curtain. The parochet was the poles that were holding the Aaron were touching the parochet and actually jutting out into it. So they actually pushed the curtain forward a little. And you could see so if you're if you're on the if you're on the back side and you're wa- and you you're, you're in the kodesh looking at the parochet you see two like dots you know two little like like things that are jutting out okay uh, and that's what it's saying in pasukhet but they would not be they would not be up, you would not see them from the outside I meaning you didn't see the actual poles you just yeah, saw you just the, saw the, the, the curtain the impression yeah, yes. yeah. but yishamada yomazeh all that was in the Aaron were the two Luchota Abanim, Asher Hiniach Sham Moshe Bechorev, that Moshe had placed there in Chorev, Asher Karat Adonai in Israel, that through which God made a covenant with Bene Israel when they left Egypt, and it was when the Kohanim left the Kodesh, a cloud filled the house of God, which is an amazing experience. Because that tells you. That there. Exactly. <laughs> the Kohanim could not stand and serve due to that cloud because the glory of God filled the house of God. This is amazing. Wow, wow, wow. What, a, what, what, a, what an exciting moment. Imagine. What an exciting moment for B'nai Israel. Imagine, we, imagine experiencing that today. What an exciting time it will be. Okay? turns from blessing God and he blesses the whole Am Yisrael and all the people that are standing waiting for his blessing Blessed be God the God of Israel who spoke with his mouth to David my father and he said he told him to he invested him in the authority to do and to say uh, it's by saying, From the time that I took you out of Egypt, I haven't chosen a city yet, leave not by for my house to be there. And I've chosen David to be my, the king over my, my people, Israel, over my nation, Israel. My father wanted to build a house for God. Hashem said to my father, Because you wanted to build a house, you did good that it was in your heart, that it was your desire. But you will not build, but your son, who comes from your loins, who even and now God, you see, Ben Israel, God has kept His word that He promised. And I came instead of my my father David. I'm sitting on the throne of Israel, as God said, and I built a house for the name of God, Israel. And I've placed there 
in that building a place for the Aron, which is where the covenant with Hashem is. That he made with our forefathers when he took them out of Egypt. So this is the conclusion of Shilmo's building of the Beit HaMikdash. Super, super exciting. I, I just think back and it happened. The key points are to notice that it happened on Sukkot. So there's, there's philosophical importance to that. Um, the, the... It says because it is in your heart desire, David, I let you. Yeah, because it was in David's desire to build a house, Hashem let him do it. It's also beautiful just seeing how exciting it... I always, I always get chills when I read these parts in the Tanakh because it's... Just imagine the throngs of people at the Bit Mikdash. Just imagine this is you're gonna be able to feel even more Hashem's presence. Yeah. This is not a joke. <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I feel you, like we're. You know that he's, he's there. <laughs> when I read these parts in Tanakh, I feel like we're missing out on something. Yes. You know. You ever go? You know. Whenever. You know. When I feel a, a glimpse of this, on Friday night when we're by the hotel, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people in the courtyard singing together. Yeah, and you see all the Jewish people. Go. Now imagine that times one hundred. Already that Imagine how You know I went for Silichot one time I mean the, the main Silichot Where the whole thing is full It's like you literally feel the Mashiach You feel You feel Am Yisrael's future the, Am Yisrael's destiny Finally coming together You know After 2000 years of exile Gives you chills Baruch Adonai Amen Amen Amen